The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to another Eddie. He is Eddie Lowe, the CIO of Maybank Group Wealth Management. He's on the line from Singapore. Eddie, thanks for being with us. We saw what the Bank of England did. It just underscores this concern, not only about inflationary pressures, but the fact that we may be looking at a recession globally right now. Weigh in that, uh, on that for me. Do you think that is a high probability event? Right. I, I think if you look at the Bank of England's latest action, hiking 50 basis point, I, that is actually pretty much expected. And what is concerning is really the, the central bank talking about you know, a prolonged recession from the fourth quarter and yet inflation remaining uh, persistently high and elevated even going into 2023. And this is actually echoed, not just, you know, we, we've seen this kind of comments, not just from the Bank of England. The RBA recently made a similar statement and obviously the US Fed. So, so overall, we do expect, uh, we are actually seeing increasing downside risk to growth and therefore corporate earnings. And because of that, uh, in terms of investment strategy, in terms of portfolio allocation, we maintain a pretty defensive stance. So a defensive stance, what does it mean across emerging Asia as well? Because these growth concerns are mm -hmm. very much overtaking inflation angst here. Right. I think in terms of uh, asset allocation, we currently still maintain an underweight um, stance or allocation to equities, uh, including Asia, uh, ex-Japan equities like China. Right, uh, and we are very selective. We we really want to seek shelter in defensive sectors such as consumer staples, uh, as well as healthcare stocks. Now, in contrast, we are actually uh, suggesting to our clients to maybe take a, a another look at fixed income because we thought that uh, there are actually increasing or interesting opportunities, particularly on the sovereign bonds front. We believe that because of these growing growth concerns, um, ten-year treasury yields are likely to are or, or rather. Uh, the 10 year treasury yields are not likely to retest the new high, the recent highs of 3.5%. In fact, we believe that they're going to trend lower to 2.5%. And we know that historically, uh, treasury yields tend to do well in times of downturns because uh, they will benefit from a flight to safety. So is that the only area if you're looking at sovereign in fixed income? I'm wondering whether mm -hmm. there are other jurisdictions outside the U.S. that you would be tempted to uh, take a position in? Right. Uh, well, I think uh, apart from sovereign bonds, we do um, suggest to our investors and clients to take a look at some of the shorter dated investment grade bonds. Now, granted, uh, corporate credits uh, are not going to be immune to a downturn in the economy because uh, corporate spreads are likely to widen. But if you were to stick to some of the shorter you know, investment grade bonds, triple B rating and above, I think you could still get some defensive carry uh, on that front. But definitely, I think we are encouraging our clients really to avoid the higher credits, including those 
uh, in the Asia region. Uh, and, and, and on that front, we are actually currently underweight um, in terms of higher credits in both uh, developed markets as well as Asia. We're looking to the reaction to Alibaba's results when Hong Kong opens in 10 minutes' time. I mean, we saw the ADRs rise and uh, there was quite a rally ahead of the earnings yesterday. Do you think a lot of the negativity has now been priced into the tech space? Well, indeed, I think if you look at the performance of Alibaba itself, the absolute numbers were not impressive. But because of the fact that uh, the expectations of a weaker growth beat for revenue or earnings has been priced in, so I think it was it was better than it was deemed to be better expected, which caused a rebound in share prices. So overall, I think this the same applies to the broader Chinese tech sector. But what we are really focusing on is on the future outlook, the guidance on the future outlook. And I think that matters more to the share price performance down the road. And in terms of recovery, um, unfortunately, we believe that the, while we think that recovery is in place, it's going to be gradual rather than V-shaped, given the fact that you still see a lot of macro headwinds uh, um, you know, in China and obviously regulatory regulatory tightening within China itself, uh, although we are seeing reducing intensity, but that is not completely out of the way. Uh, plus the fact that given the rising US-China tensions, so we could hear more noises uh, about the listing of uh, Chinese stocks in the US, and that could trigger some near-term share price volatility. Mm. Uh, so therefore, I guess, you know, there are long-term opportunities, but investors need to be patient on this front. Well, let's tease out that issue of U.S.-China tensions. Japan had been reporting earlier that China fired some missiles over to Taiwan during some military drills. Prime Minister Kishida demanding that China stop these drills. Where are you when it comes to geopolitical risk right now? Is as what the market seems to be signaling. I mean, he, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of concern right now reflected in asset prices. Right, indeed. I think uh, I noticed, I think we've noticed that before uh, the Pelosi visit, we did see some uh, negative reaction in the Hang Seng Index. But after the visit, the reaction was rather muted. Uh, and I think China obviously is showing this, this, this displeasure uh, through uh, more military drills and some uh, trade restrictions on Taiwan, but we do not believe that they will engage or they, are, uh, they will be motivated to engage in really a direct military confrontation uh, with Taiwan. So overall, the market impact on this incident uh, will likely be contained unless, of course, uh, accidents uh, were to happen. And obviously, we don't wish to see that accident happening. But uh, having said that, you know, beyond this episode, we do expect further escalation. Uh, of U.S.-China tensions, uh, especially ahead of the U.S. midterms in November. Um, so I think that is something that is uh, going to be a cause for market volatility as well. And perhaps a concern for some of the big U.S. companies if we do see a China consumer backlash? Oh, yeah, indeed. I, I guess the uh, uh, Chinese market is actually quite important for a number of uh, big uh, U.S. companies, although we have really not seen uh, Chinese companies imposing uh, restrictions on these companies selling into China uh, in a big way. But uh, noises regard, with regards to U.S.-China tensions obviously will have an impact on the sentiment on these U.S. Uh, companies as well. No doubt about it. We have seen a lot of volatility in currencies as well. The yen much stronger mm -hmm. today. The dollar pulled back during New York trading. But we're not that far from a 20-year high against the majors. Give me your outlook uh, very quickly, mm -hmm. I think in about 30 seconds. What, what can we expect right. from currency markets? 
Right. I, I think uh, if you look at the dollar currency, uh, US dollar, it has actually been one of the best performing currency uh, year to date. But recently, it's been pulled back because of these expectations of a Fed pivot or a more dovish Fed stance. But we believe that that may be premature, uh, given the fact that uh, we are still seeing very high inflation and we don't know whether that's going to moderate meaningfully uh, for the Fed to pivot as well. So therefore, uh, you know, barring the short-term short, uh, softness, we think that uh, the dollar will actually be remain, will be, be supported, I think, in the near term. And that actually will okay. be negative for the other major currencies. All right, Eddie, we'll see you on TV in a couple of hours too. Double shift for you. Eddie Lowe, CIO at Maybank Group Wealth Management, on the line from Singapore for us here on Daybreak Asia. This is Bloomberg. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.